to Align Your Mind, the podcast that helps musicians and humans with brains navigate the world so they can achieve their goals and actually enjoy them. My name is Chelsea Tanner. I'm a flutist and a mindset coach for musicians. And welcome to today's episode called Building Versus Fixing. I've been talking a lot about practicing lately, and I wanted to revisit a blog post that I wrote a couple of years ago on the concept of building up something that you're proud of, that you know you built note by note by making decisions and crafting, rather than just expecting yourself to already know how to play it and then fixing whatever is wrong after you've read it through. For some reason, and I've had this conversation with a lot of people online, which it's like we all think that we need to already know how to do things. And there's this expectation, I think, also in lessons and in orchestra or already being prepared, like we should already know how to do it and then present that to whoever is either teaching us or whatever it is. But then we sort of put that on ourselves in the practice room. I think the way that we teach, sometimes we demand a lot from students, but then they have unrealistic expectations for themselves. So today I thought I'd reread this blog post. It's from May of 2020, actually. Um, So almost two years ago, which is crazy. Um, But I thought I'd read it. It's not super long and maybe we could talk about it a little bit. Um, So here goes. Building versus fixing. In the past few years, I've become much more cognizant of the language we use around practicing and performing. One that I hear all the time is, I need to fix my insert desired skill here. Whether it be, I need to fix my intonation, I need to fix my technique, I need to fix my rhythm. These are all fairly common. But I would like to ask, are these things broken? (laughs) Do you have them and then they broke somehow? This is puzzling me lately because we think all the time, well, I still need to fix that last section, or I still need to fix the intonation on this part. When we think about the word fix, it's a very versatile word. In this context, we're talking about mending or repairing. However, most of us use this when referring to still learning a piece. I think it's important to point out that we never fully learned, achieved, or produced this piece, excerpt, or whatever it may be in the first place, right? Most of the time, unless, of course, you're reworking something you've already played before, but I think this still applies. We never really talk about building or crafting a piece of music. For me, this was a big aha moment. What if we thought about building a piece up instead of just going into it thinking it should already be correct and we should have to just work a few things out? The quality in which we build a piece or performance is going to determine how solid, convincing, and high quality it will be to your audience. If you think about building a nice piece of furniture, for example, or thinking like a craftsman, they use tools to be extremely precise. For example, you wouldn't try to build a coffee table without a ruler or a pencil. That would make for one wonky coffee table your coffee would very likely spill. Of course, you would have something to guide you along the way. And this is the way metronomes and tuners are essential. 
They're the guiding tools to make sure you don't need to go back later and fix something once you try to put it all together. So next time you think about not using a metronome or tuner, know that the end result may be a little wonky and you may actually have to go back and fix things. If we keep going with this analogy, we can apply it in so many ways. If a true craftsman spends time to add detail to a piece of furniture, one of a kind, not mass produced, it's of higher quality. People appreciate the detail that goes into these things and are willing to pay a premium for the high-end materials and craftsmanship. If we think about the materials being used, quality of wood as opposed to particle board, as the tone quality, right, we can also take this analogy further. A simple piece of furniture with no frills can be of the highest quality if it's made from beautiful materials. Same with a simple melody being played with a ravishing sound. In this case, as musicians, we also build the materials. I like to think of the materials as our fundamentals. Some questions to ask yourself during your practice session, the building session. How can I make this phrase of the highest quality? What tools can I use? What embellishments, vibrato, phrasing, articulation to make this phrase into something that I love? How will you know if it works? Record yourself. Try new things. Compare two different ways of playing a single phrase to see which one you like better, not just to get it right. Use all your tools. Is it worth it? Yeah. Why? (laughs) You will have no stone left unturned. If you build something you truly believe is of the highest quality, you will be proud of it. The question, is it good enough, goes away because it is the best possible performance recording audition you can produce. If there's any doubt that it's good enough, you may be in the mentality of fixing, which inherently presumes that you should already be able to play whatever you're preparing. The danger of this is it's just a recipe for frustration. When we think we should already be able to do something and then we don't meet our expectations, we get frustrated. Why do you assume that the house should be built already? Why do you assume that you should already be able to do it? Really think about whether your moment-to-moment expectations in the practice room have been holding you back from building something truly beautiful. What if you never assumed you could play anything and you got busy building instead? If you have a twinge of frustration from the fact that you can't play a passage you've worked on for a half hour yesterday. But what if you let that go, right? Like we've all been there. What if you let that go and met yourself where you were in that moment? What if you practiced as if you were your own teacher, slowing down the metronome for your student is helpful. Slowing down the metronome for yourself is helpful too. The difference is, We judge ourselves all too often for just clicking the metronome back down to where it was yesterday. A difference I will acknowledge between building a physical object and presenting it and building a performance is the how. In music, we are given guidelines from our teachers, exercises, examples of practice routines, timers, practice logs, and examples of how other people achieve things. However, what we are building is ours. It can only be known through us 
And we need to figure out the how on our own. We don't know the how until we accomplish what we set out to do. There is no secret formula, no blueprint, because as artists, our performances can't be mass produced or built by just anybody. They're uniquely ours to share with the world. Okay, end of blog post. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm thinking about this more and more. And I think about all the tools that we have that we learn in music school about how to learn, how to grow, how to, um, how to practice, how to perform, all of that stuff. I think about as tools in our workshop. So if you think about a woodworking shop, they have so many tools. It's just filled. I like to think of all the knowledge I've gained as stored in this workshop. And that's what you're doing when you're practicing. You're workshopping. You're not perfecting, right? So I also want to acknowledge that even though we can use all of the tools that we know that we have to craft a beautiful performance, we make it, we change it, we mull it over, we restart, we, um, we go back to the drawing board sometimes, but then we get something we're really proud of. The thing that I didn't mention in this blog post, I think, is that then we perform it. And performing it is different than crafting it. But there's a few ways, I think, that are fundamental to this blog post and to what I believe in in terms of practicing that help us once we're on the stage. The first one is what I said in this blog post, which is building something you love. Now, this is really important. It's important to have your own opinions of your work, right? And you may say like, yeah, well, my brain tells me that it's terrible all the time. But do you want that to be your opinion, right? We have default negative thoughts, as all humans do. But do you want to decide that that's your opinion? Or do you want to decide on purpose what your opinion is of your own playing, right? Because when you're proud of what you've done and what you've achieved and what you can do, then then you're going to invite people to your recitals. Then you're going to be super proud of being able to play that solo in an ensemble, right? You're going to go after things. You're going to take gigs. You're going to take auditions that maybe you would not have normally if you believe that negative opinion in your head, right? So this is the start of building confidence in the practice room is little moments of saying, oh, I really like that. or Oh, I like that because XYZ descriptor. Because then you can know why you like something. So you can do it again. Right? So recording yourself, giving yourself feedback, not from a judgmental point of view, but saying, oh, this isn't really matching what's in my head. Let me see what I can do. What could I change? Then you go to your workshop. Then you go to your toolbox. And then you change it. Instead of trying to not play things wrong, which is what we so often do, right? We try to just play it right at all costs and we don't usually check in with ourselves, which is 
probably number two, right? Checking in with yourself. Why are you practicing? Is it because you think you're not good enough? Is it because you think you need to be better? Is it because you don't want your teacher to get mad this week again? Is it, you know, really understanding why you're practicing? Is it because you think you're supposed to? All of those reasons, all of those thoughts, right? Like, oh, I need to practice because I I have to play this in an audition in a week and um, I just need to get it right. I just don't want to miss notes. Like, think about the energy in which you're approaching your practicing because all of those thoughts create emotions and those emotions fuel our actions. So if you are guilting and shaming yourself into practicing, you're probably not going to default to this kind of building. You're going to try to fix because you just want to get it done. You just want to achieve. But the reason that doesn't translate into performing is because we never asked ourselves, hey, is this comfortable for you? Do you think you're going to be able to comfortably produce this? How do you feel when you play this? Do you feel confident? And if not, how can you practice confidence as you play this one passage? So when you get into your lesson, you know that you can feel comfortable and reproduce it. It's inherently different, performing and practicing. But I will say, if you fuel your practice with really negative emotion and negative motivation, you're going to feel on edge. However, if you just accept where you are that day, maybe you practiced this passage for a half hour yesterday and it's still not there, but you come back to it and you just do that whole process again, right? Like maybe it's not there today, but let's just do it again because this is where I am. I shouldn't be any different today than where I am. When you do that, you allow yourself space and you allow that passage to sink in. If you get upset and frustrated with yourself, you likely won't practice with all the tools you know how to use. You won't have the patience for it because you just want to get it done because you're frustrated. But we have control over whether we're frustrated. If you feel that frustration coming up, think, okay, why am I feeling frustrated? It's probably because I think I should already know how to do this. And in that case, I'm fixing. But I shouldn't already know how to do this. And I want to tell you, if you're listening and this sounds like you and you think you should already know how to do things because other people do, whatever, you shouldn't already know how to do things. There is absolutely no reason you should already know how to play something you haven't practiced. And having that little bit of compassion, just like even 2% compassion for yourself and accepting where you are, which by the way, doesn't mean that you won't get to where you want to be, but just accepting where you are and just knowing hey, this is it, doesn't mean I can't get there. Just because I can't play it today doesn't mean I won't have it in time, right? Like really knowing that I'm going to get it and building that certainty of like, I know I have all the pieces to the puzzle. I just got to figure out where they go. 
And when we think of that analogy, it really does seem crazy that we're like, why isn't the puzzle already done? (laughs) If we didn't do the puzzle, I'm on a puzzle kick right now. Um, But I think that that's such a clear analogy too, right? We have to figure it out and we need to figure it out for ourselves. There's no one way to do the puzzle. It's going to be specific to how our brain works, to how we learn, but having the ability to accept where you are in that moment when you aren't there yet and saying, it's okay, how can I change this phrase? What could I do differently? Okay, this isn't working and that's okay. I don't need to practice this one specific way. Let's try a bunch of different things. Why not? Let's slow it way down because my brain is just fried today and I just need to practice a little bit slow. And that's okay too. Or let's take two notes at a time and then add on. Right? So having compassion for yourself, especially on days where you're not feeling it, is so helpful and productive. All right. Well, that's all I've got for you today. I hope you enjoyed this. You can check out the blog post if you'd like. I will link it in the show notes. Um, And I wanted to tell you about an upcoming class called the Performance Mindset Workshop that I am going to be holding. It's going to be in February. I will um, be posting about it on my Instagram. You can follow me at at underscore Chelsea Tanner and you can find out all the information on there. It should be dropping really soon and um, you can get on my email list um, if you'd like by going to my website www.chelseatanner.com and um, stay informed there. So I hope you have a beautiful week.